Section 1 of the Roosevelt Rondon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Roosevelt Rondon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission by Candito Rondon. Translated by R. G. Reedy and Edwin Murray. First Lecture Introduction Some time ago, friends of mine informed me that the Rio de Janeiro Geographical Society, desiring to manifest the high degree in which they held the modest contribution brought by my work in the wilds toward the development of the descriptive study of the lands and people of Brazil, had resolved to bestow on me the distinguished honor of having my picture hung amidst the select company of those of our compatriots who have most distinguished themselves by their services rendered to Brazil in this branch of human accomplishments. This resolution was so out of proportion, between the small value of the results directly attributable to the capacity of my own individual efforts, and the magnitude of the distinction with which it was proposed to reward them, that I at once felt it my duty to request the distinguished society to reconsider their decision, and after weighing all the facts which I myself would submit to them, come to a decision which more in accordance with the true nature of the facts would spare me the constraint of finding myself in the position of having to regret not accomplishing all that was expected of me, rather than flatter myself with the praise of that which I had effected. This reasoning, which I intended to submit to the Geographical Society, was, in my opinion, of itself so evidently convincing as to remove from this assembly all aspect of a festive or congratulatory solemnity. Were it not for the scarcity of time now at my disposal, and the still greater failing in the poor means of expressing myself, I would give you another reason which, at the present moment, holds my soul in mourning and my heart closed to all sentiment which has not the bitterness of the deepest pain. An enormous succession of unpardonable errors, because they were committed in our days when the doctrine of Auguste Comte is sufficiently propagated to render this sentiment of universal fraternity familiar to the most accomplished peoples of the West, has resulted in hurling the leading nations of humanity against one another, and has kept them for more than one year plunged in the floods of bloodshed, which snatch off, pick to pieces, and submerge the most delicate and beautiful qualities of our civilization, namely gentility to women, kindness to little children, the aged and the sick, and that sentiment of individual dignity which restrains one from committing violence against persons and things, lest one should diminish in one's own eyes the esteem and respect which is due to one's self-respect. Immersed in the sea of anguish which flows from the heart of humanity, the loving mother, who sees her children tearing themselves to pieces with the assistance of the very resources which she had created and given to them, prompted by the noble ambition of placing them above the sorry solicitings of private animality, I feel pained at the frailty of my strength which does not permit me to contribute towards the work of those who are using their efforts in the direction of mitigating the devastations of this horrible catastrophe, other than in accompanying them with expressions of my gratitude and in supplicating destiny, to afford them the greatest facilities capable of enabling them to attain the object to which they have devoted themselves. Such weighty considerations, however, could only prevail were it a question of doing or of suppressing acts which affected my person directly and exclusively. But they could not be invoked in order to justify my non-compliance with any duties inherent to the exercise of the functions entrusted to me. Friends of mine, 
to whom I explained the scruples which oppressed me, and the constraint which I felt in assisting at the special honor of the inauguration of my own portrait, which they intended to hang in the gallery of a geographical society, confirmed the objection which I had already made to myself. That is, that all the attention evidently only seemed directed towards me individually, but that in reality it aimed further and embraced also the Telegraph Lines Commission, which the Republican governments, since the time of worthy President Penna, have used as an instrument to render the nation the services which are known to all. Considered from this and sole point of view, my presence at this meeting is more than justified. It is necessary, for I am doing nothing more at this moment than carrying out the duty of personally representing the commission of the telegraph lines to come and tell you, Mr. President of the Geographical Society and your illustrious associates, how gratifying it is for the members of the commission, taking individually and conjointly, to receive the support from the applause with which you reward the efforts which they, far off in the wilds of the country, have used their best endeavors to develop, with the only hope of contributing to the continuation of the work which we inherited from the past and are preparing for the future, to lift up our dear country to such a level as will enable it to give full expansion to its aspirations and to render to humanity the gifts which she has so lavishly spread around us. As for me, I must acknowledge that I rejoice at the circumstances with which destiny has entwined my life. Without referring to other sources of lasting happiness from which the most complete blessings flow, which may have fallen on me in my mother's breast, and without delaying in an infusion of renewed and daily increasing gratitude, and my indebtedness to the religion of humanity, which, taking me by the hand, conducts me with a firm step along the road of altruism, which is day by day smoother, easier, and more beautiful, the only certain and true aim of the unsurpassable pleasures of the devotion of high ideals aspiring the ennobling works of human nature. It is sufficient to record the facts that during the whole of my public career, I have had the good fortune to see associated with my work, as chiefs or assistants, citizens who honor the name of our nationality, colleagues who dignify the class to which they belong, and friends who raise friendship itself to its highest degree, making us discover therein new charms hitherto undiscerned. Under such conditions, the greatest blessing which could be vouchsafed me evidently would be that the ties existing between these chiefs, assistants, and myself, should still become closer and closer and everlasting, so that as long as the memory of any of us lasts, once invoked would immediately appear accompanied by the others. The hanging of the portrait of the chief of the Telegraph Lines Commission in the picture gallery of the Geographical Society of Rio de Janeiro satisfies at least, in part, the wish which I have just expressed, because at any future time he who looks at this portrait will at once recollect that its object is to call to mind the remembrance of those of my distinguished assistants and friends whose vigorous cooperation resulted in the success of the enterprise initiated in 1907, which was to open up and hand over to civilization a huge territory in our country, until that date in a wild and abandoned state. You can therefore realize, Mr. President of the Geographical Society, the nature, the extension, and the deepness of my gratitude for the kindness which you and your worthy co-associates have shown me, and for which I confess myself eternally and deeply indebted to all of you not only collectively, but each one separately and individually. To all of you, I beg to tender the undying thanks of the members of the Commission of the Strategic Telegraph Lines from Mato Grosso to the Amazon, who promise to reciprocate the distinction which you deign to honor their modest but sincere past efforts, with renewed and greater efforts in devoting themselves entirely to the love and to the work of augmenting the moral and material aggrandizement of our mother country. And you, 
my noble colleagues of the army, what do you expect me to say to you to express, even in the pallid and awkward fashion that I have just done to the worthy geographical society, a part, at least, of the emotion which I feel at seeing you here assembled to bring me, not simple words of encouragement, approval, and applause, but the most affectionate effusion of good and sound comradeship, which burst forth, grew and became more consolidated with the warmth of the communion of sentiments, the resolutions and the thoughts which constantly unite us around the ideal of the republican aspirations of our country, represented by the colors, in the design, and in the words of our beautiful and adored national flag. You wished to take an active part in this assembly, to signify to us that the campaign we have been for so long sustaining against the hardships and snares of the wilds, has not broken the solidarity between you and your colleagues of the Commission of the Telegraph Lines. On the contrary, it has strengthened it. This unity of purpose never had any other origin, or motive, beyond the desire, or, I should say, ambition, of thoroughly understanding the sentiment and the sense of our duties to the nation which only aspires to become great by peaceful labor and international fraternity. Your manifestation is joyously accepted by your comrades of the telegraph lines, who feel happy at seeing how completely you reciprocate the truly fraternal affection which they also devoted to you. In their name, and in my own, I beg of you to accept a cordial shake hands and our best thanks for the comfort which you have brought us in accepting as yours, and therefore as that of our class, the work and efforts which we have accomplished in the wilds, and on the boundaries of the country, as obedient servants of our government and country. End of section 1 Recording by Todd.